Black. Yo, what's up, my boy? How's it going? What's good? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy to be back, man. Happy absolutely. to be back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Black, before we get started, man, you know, just real quick, you know, to open up the show, man. Uh, do you remember um, a player in the NBA? Uh, his name was Mo Spates, my boy. Do you do you remember the name Mo Spates? Uh, yeah, um, I remember Mo Spates. I remember... Uh, mm-hmm. Him being on the losing Warriors team when Cleveland came back from 3-1 down. Yes, yes. He was definitely on that team. So, Black, as we all know, the Los Angeles Lakers um, won the NBA championship a little over a week ago. And it's been a lot of love. I, I, I would say mostly the Lakers have received a lot of love since winning the title. Of course, you're going to get these debate, these GOAT, conversations with LeBron that that's just going to be what it is but majority we've been seeing a lot of people show love for LA uh win the championship but Mo Spates went on Twitter just one day after the Lakers won that title and Mo had a little hate in his heart Mo went to the Twitter and said that I thought we only celebrate three peats and he put a picture of his little championship rings that he got uh, from the Warriors and won the college. I don't even know what college team he played for. He got a national championship. Gators. Oh, he was on that Florida team? See, mm-hmm. that I don't even know. I don't, I don't, most Spates ain't on my radar, so I don't really know like that. So most Spates was just yappity, yap, yap, yap. He said, oh, y'all want to celebrate a guy who got his fourth ring in 10 tries. I didn't know we did that. Just taking all kinds of shots at the Lakers and at LeBron James. So on cue, the Laker faithful and the LeBron James supporters attacked Mo Spates. He was literally ran off Twitter, forced to turn his page private, and forced to delete the ignorant, idiotic, imbecile, and foolish-filled tweets that he put out there about the Lakers and LeBron James. Now... I'm not going to give Mo Spates much of my time, but I just want to simply say that Mo Spates, you are a buffoon. You are out of your mind and your rhetoric towards the King and the Lakers was unnecessary. Mo Spates, you are no longer in the National Basketball Association. Mo Spates, you have a championship ring and I'm sure you made a couple of dollars while you was in the league. So Mo, go out there and just enjoy what you have done in your minor to almost unsuccessful NBA career. And if it wasn't for the greatest shooters of all time, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and the addition of Kevin Durant, you, my friend, would not have a championship, Mo. So Mr. Spates, do us all a favor and delete your Twitter. Do us all a favor and just remove yourself from social media because most space, if you just so happen to hear this, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm going to tell you a secret. Mo, listen. Listen to me, Mo. Listen. Listen. Everybody get quiet. Turn your radios down. Everybody listen to what I'm about to say. This is right from, this is directly to Mo Spates. Mo Spates, we don't care what you think. We don't care. Your opinion means nothing, Mo Spates. Now you have the right to have one. We all do. But most Spates, your voice isn't loud enough. So when the LeBron James supporters and the Los Angeles Lakers faithful usher you right out of social media, most Spates, do us all a favor and stay there. Black, do you have anything for Mo? Uh, <clears throat> bro, I really don't. Uh, he's an idiot. <laughs> That's all I really got for him, bro. Like you just said, you said it perfectly. No one cares about most Spates. No, bro. no. You know, the only thing I remember is uh, 
you taking the last air ball shot before the king got the ball yep. to come back three one down. That's the last pitch I remember of you, Mo Spates. So yes. uh, nothing, nothing, nothing extra, extra for him, bro. He's he's like you said, he's a buffoon and he's an idiot. Ten four. All right, so that is your live coverage on Mo Spates. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the. The Godfather be pimping hoes. Man, I want you to roll a fatty for this pimp daddy. Light that blood up and say. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time. Dedger L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, and I am here again to give it to you raw and uncut. Yeah. And this your man Black, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Happy to be back, man. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. And just in case you guys were wondering. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero. Lakers and sick. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero. Lakers and sick. Yes, sir. We are still celebrating the Los Angeles Lakers championship win. It's been a full week in the day, and we're going to touch on uh, the NBA for just a tad bit. We're going to wrap up the 2020 season, give the Lakers a little bit more love, and then we're going to talk about uh, going into uh, the 2021 season next year for the NBA. It's going to be coming around real fast, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to go right into college football and black. How about our Florida State Seminoles knocking off a top five team this weekend? We are going to get into that and so much more in the world of college football. We're going to talk NFL and we're going to talk some boxing today. We had some history that was made this past weekend in the sport of boxing and we cannot wait to break that down. We're going to run through some high school scores and of course we're going to do all of your favorite segments that you guys come to us and listen to each and every single week. So let's go ahead and get into the show. So like I said, man, most spates, how about you just usher yourself right on out the social media world? All right, man, we're going to get into uh, our start bench of cut. And this one, Black, is a doozy. So let's get with it. Maybach music. Maybach. You trash! You not hooping! All right, all right, all right. Let's get with it, man. Our start bench of cut. So, Black, I hope you're ready, man. So, I, I, I like keeping you on the edge, man. So, I'm about to send you a, a, a photo right now. I'll give you maybe two to three, maybe five seconds 
to um to look through, man. So this week is I got this one from my man uh Eddie Lewis, man. Shout out little Eddie. Um, he sent me this. He said, "Hey, man, I thought this would be a good one, man, to do uh on the uh sports desk, man." So I said, "You know what? This would be pretty good, man." And I'm gonna see what Black Heart is uh with this one right here. So here we go, Black. You gotta get three players, three players to start your franchise. Three players to start your franchise, Black, out of these six players that I'm getting ready to name. And these six players are arguably, at the end of their career, all top 10. All top 10 players, man, ever in NBA history. So here we go. Number one, we have Michael Jeffrey Jordan, all right? At number two, we have Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. At number three, we have Kevin Durant. At number four, we have the King, LeBron James. At number five, we got the Mamba. My man's Kobe Bean Bryant. And at number six, the greatest point guard of all time, Irvin Magic Johnson Black. So Black, talk to me, man. Out of these six players, what three players are you starting your franchise with, Black? Talk to me. Uh mm. looking at this picture, man. Okay. And this is it's it's kind of, it's not easy. It's it's really tough. Okay, okay. I'm going four, five, and six. Okay. I'm going LeBron James, Kobe wow. Bean Bryant, and Magic Johnson. So that's who you're rolling with. That's who I'm rolling with. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now I'm gonna beat your team to smithereens. No, you're not. Uh yes, I am, because you just looked over the most dominant player in NBA history. So I'm gonna go LeBron. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant on my team, and you have no answer for Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> and I'm going to win that series in probably five games with Big Shaq down there wrecking shop. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take that one. So I thought that was pretty good. All of these players are great, uh, beyond great, man. So y'all let us know. We got Jordan, Shaq, KD, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Magic Johnson. So what three What three players are you guys picking to start your franchise Shout out to my man's little Eddie, man, for uh, showing that love, sending that to me, man. He thought it would be a good one. And it was, man. We appreciate you, little Eddie. All right, man. So we're going to get into our sound of the week, man. Of course, we're going to send off the Los Angeles Lakers properly into the 2021 season. But we got more hate, more vitriol that was said throughout the season. So we appreciate everybody who checked out our Lakers championship uh, special show that we did last week. And I played a little bit of the rhetoric and the hate there. But there's more. Oh, there's more. Because you got to remember. The NBA season lasted one full year, one full year of hate towards the Lakers and hate towards King James. So here we go. Sound of the week. I really think little Alex Caruso, Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith are going to be able to get it done. I mean, you guys are going to be dealing with the Blazers in the first round. That's going to be tough. I think the Lakers will get past them. But I don't even think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to get to the finals. you got Denver. You got Houston, and God forbid you actually do get to the finals. We all saw that the, 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 Toronto, Rap, the Toronto Raptors have that Canadian secret sauce. Mm. Gentlemen, name your better duo for the next two years. LeBron and AD or Kawhi and Paul George. Paul, who There's you no got? There's no question Kawhi and Paul George. I agree with Paul Pierce. Um, I will go Kawhi and Paul George. I'm going to actually make it unanimous. I'm going to go Kawhi and PG. Who runs L.A.? The answer isn't just the Los Angeles Clippers. The answer to that question right there is clearly defined in one word. Kawhi runs L.A. <laughs> is it true that you have no problem with the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
being number two above LeBron James? Correct. Is defense an asset or a liability for the show? But 100% it's a liability. Who is going to be more disappointed at the end of the season? Which fan base? The Lakers fan base. Huh? And the other thing is... So they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying right now... I don't know what are you... No. I'm telling you that I don't see it yet. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and Doc Rivers, Damon Woody, will keep LeBron from winning in L.A. this year. I know that for a fact. Mm. Well, my friend Chris Broussard says unquestionably mm. they should be the favorite. And I've got them, if I do best-case scenario for every team in the West, I got them the fourth best team Man, in the West. Awesome. In the West. You have named the top five players in the NBA going next season, and LeBron James is not on the list. We don't have a six-person list. You would put LeBron six. LeBron is six. <laughs> So, so that was more hate, more rhetoric, more buffoonery that we heard throughout the season. You got Chauncey Billups. You got Tracy McGrady. Of course, you got Skip Bayless. You, you just got countless, countless personalities in the media, man, doing this. Black, I know you got something to say, man, about that sound of the week, man. You know what, Damon Jones? You should be shame of yourself. I mean, just sickening what he said. Sick. And that's your man. That's your guy. That's you need to be shamed. They don't need to let you back on the network anymore after those comments. I mean, when I saw Damon Jones, I said, whoa, I didn't even know that Damon Jones had said that. But he said it. He said it. And then that fool at the end of the video talking about this ain't a six-person list and LeBron James is the sixth best player in the league. Hey, buddy. I don't even Hey, Hey, guy. Whoever you are there, if you just happen, so happen to hear this, guess what? Let me tell you a little secret. LeBron James won the NBA championship this year. And guess what, guy? Guess what? LeBron James also won finals MVP this year. And guess what? Guess what? LeBron James should have been, but he's mine and Black's, your MVP this year. Guess what? The guy who you said was the best player in the league, guess what? He went home. In the second round. Up three games to one. <laughs> <laughs> so guess who, Black? The Denver Nuggets <laughs> sent Kawhi Leonard home. So yeah, whoever that was at the end of the video, yeah, they, you know, we wanted to let you know, uh, just in case you weren't watching basketball and you don't know how the season turned out, we just wanted to kind of help you out there, buddy. <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead and roll into our top five, man. And, and I don't know, we, I, I, you know, we've had a resurgence, man, with the top five. We were struggling for a little while mm -hmm. trying to come up. Oh, uh, with some topics, man. But, you know, I think me and Black have got back on track, especially with the most hated athlete last week. But this week, this is a good one. All right, all right, all right. So this week, this week's top five is a good one, man. We're going to go our favorite top five biggest upsets in sports history. The underdog, the guy who they said who couldn't do it, the shocking winner of whatever sport it is out there that you were watching. So Black, kick us off, man. Give me your top five upsets in sports history. All right, at number five, I got, in 1990, I got Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. Oh, boy. In 2007, 
I got Appalachian State going into the big house okay. and beating Michigan. Shut up, Pop. And number three, <laughs> 2004, Detroit Pistons beating the L.A. Lakers in the oh. NBA Finals. And then at uh, number oh. two in 2018, just a few uh, years ago, I had the I got the 16 C 16 C UMBC beating Virginia in the first round of the NCAA oh, okay. playoffs. Oh, yeah. That was huge. And then at number and then at huge. number thirteen. It's her all around the world. The kick six. Arbin beating Alabama to go on to the SEC championship. That was huge. That was huge. Well, Black, I got some doozies for you, man. Okay. I got some doozies for you. So here we go. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my number five is the 2004 NBA Finals where the Detroit Pistons knocked off the Lakers, preventing them from getting a four-peat. That still burns my soul. And my life and my health have taken a significant drop ever since that series. And number four, you ready for this, Black? Chris Whiteman beating Anderson Silva for the middleweight championship of the world, man, of the world. That was a huge night. No one saw that coming. At number three, the 2011 NBA Finals, the Dallas Mavericks. Beating the Miami Heat in six games to win that championship. Nobody saw that coming. That's, that was LeBron James' coronation that night, but it didn't happen. Number two, the 2001 National Championship game. The Ohio State Buckeyes knocking off the Miami Hurricanes mm. in the Fiesta Bowl. No one saw that coming. The Kings were indeed robbed of a back-to-back national championship. No one saw the Buckeyes claiming that title. And number one, and it still burn, it still burns me to this day. WrestleMania 30, Brock Lesnar ending the streak, beating the Undertaker. Just a travesty of a moment in sports history. I mean, y'all seen the look on the man's face. Y'all seen the look on that fan's face, the big dude with the white shirt with the bug eyes. I mean, every time <laughs> I see that clip, it's super duper duper. Still perturbs me, man. Yeah. So that's our top five, man. Bring back all those memories, bro. Yeah, man. You remember yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings, man, how quiet it was. It was just quiet. Like when it happened, everybody was looking around. Like, and I remember your face. You was like, I thought. Yeah, oh. I didn't watch WWE for months. I said, I think my dog Black gonna have a heart attack or something <laughs> in here, boy. I mean, he was speechless, man. So yeah, man. So y'all let us know. Y'all give us uh, your top five. Give us your top five moments. Um, the biggest upsets in sports history. Y'all hit us up Twitter, Instagram, text us. You know, shoot us, shoot us the information any way you can, man. We'll love to read uh, your responses on the next episode. All right, man. We're gonna shoot into our tweet of the week, man. And I just want to say shout out uh, to Nick Wright. FS1 show. First things first. I just want to shout out Nick Wright, man. Let's get my music going, man. All right, BABN out right now, man. Shout out to Mr. Al P. Reduce Lunch, NPN Network. Y'all go get that BABN. Y'all go get it. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all that. Y'all go get it. All right, man. Nick Wright from FS1. What an interesting take, Black. And I'm going to break some news to Black here as well after I read this tweet. The case against Michael Jordan not being the GOAT. Here we go. Reason number five. Everyone won rings on his watch. We pretend Jordan's career was only six years long. Great point. Number four, the East was really terrible. 
Michael Jordan run through the Eastern Conference was terrible. Everyone says LeBron went through the pathetic Eastern Conference, but I encourage all of you uh, Michael Jordan GOAT fans, go back and look at those teams in the East that might beat to get to the NBA Finals. I just encourage you to do so. At number three, Mike could never be the super team. LeBron gets a whole bunch of vitriol of not being able to beat a super team. But he did. He beat the Boston Celtics team. Who He went into Miami and he beat that Celtics team. But what did Jordan do? That's what Nick Wright is saying. He never beat him. Number two, here's the big one for me. And I never really looked at this like this, Black. Michael Jordan never beat Larry Bird. Mm. He never beat Larry Bird. I just want to put that out there. Never beat him. Okay? And at number one, Michael Jordan is a loser without Scottie Pippen. He never won before or after having Scottie Pippen as a teammate. And I got another fact for you. You know Scottie Pippen went to the Western Conference Finals Game 7 against the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. With that Portland Trailblazers team. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I said all that to say, folks, shout out to Nick Wright, FS1, first things first. I said all that to say, we will be having a GOAT episode part two, Black. And, and indeed, didn't Scottie Pippen take the Chicago Bulls to the Eastern Conference Finals without Michael Jordan? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. And he finished second in the MVP race without Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Well, Michael Jordan up in the stands clapping his hands, um, watching the Bulls play and trying to get uh, to the NBA Finals. So, hey, hmm. we're just putting out the information. These are facts. These are facts that we had the GOAT episode Basically, part one, y'all can go see that on Spotify. I mean, y'all can go uh, listen to that on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Y'all go check it out. But we will be having a uh, GOAT uh, conversation, part two. So, Smooth, I know you're listening to this, Smooth. How your stuff ready, man? Because I went back and listened, Smooth, to what you were saying during the Lakers Championship special. And you could have left out the Michael Jordan thing being your GOAT. I kind of didn't go there during the Lakers Championships uh, ceremony because it wasn't about that. But Smooth, me and you going to talk, brother. And I know you're listening to this, man. So get your stats up. Get your facts right, man. We're going to go at it again on that GOAT conversation. All right, man. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the National Basketball Association. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Hey, bro. You're listening to the sports dance. Yes, sir, Lakers. Let's do it one last time. So, again, man, the Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA championship almost a week ago to this day. We are still on a high. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero, <laughs> Lakers in six. Danny, when I came here that uh, I was going to put this franchise back in the position where it belongs. Um, her late great father did it for so many years, and she just, you know, took it on after that and for me to be a part of such a historical franchise is uh, it's an unbelievable feeling, not only for myself, but for my teammates, for the organization, for the coaches, for the trainers, everybody that's here. Um, 
We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. Yes, sir. So, Black, man, let's wrap it up, man. Los Angeles Lakers, man. You're 2020 world champions, man. I know we had a special edition, man. But, you know, we just, you know, hey, we, we, we got to rub it in. We got to gloat. We got to keep on going, man. We've we been telling y'all all year long, but this is not dedicated to the Lakers winning the title. But we'd be remiss if we just didn't give a follow-up reaction since it's been a week. So, Black, man, have you... Let me ask you a different question. Have you, have you heard anybody's tone change? Have you heard anybody singing a different... I mean, anybody. Have you seen some people singing a different song since the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James won the title? Well, D, to be honest with you, bro, it's really been none of that. It's been quiet on my end. You know, people tend to get quiet when the king loses. You know, you don't mm. really hear that king much. Wins when, he wins. when the king wins, Absolutely. you know, you don't hear much when he wins. Yes. Only when he's uh, losing. Yes. But uh, it's been pretty quiet on my end, but um, I'm still celebrating, man, within myself. And then when I, <laughs> me and you get together, then we celebrate a little more. Yeah. You know, and I'm just fine with that. Yes, I am. You know, so uh, <laughs> congratulations, congratulations again. To the L.A. Lakers, LeBron James on his fourth title, bringing, yep. the, bringing the title back where it's supposed to be at in L.A. Yeah. And, and I know that one was for uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. Rest Bean. in peace. Um, I'm looking for more. I'm still hungry. Yep. I'm still hungry. Yep. D, I'm still hungry. I want more. Yep. So uh, I'm excited. We're going to celebrate this one uh, a little bit longer, but not much more because we got more fish to fry. Yep. More fish to fry. Yep. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, congratulations to uh, LeBron James on that fourth championship and yep. fourth finals MVP. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the Kings. Shout out to the Lakers. I'm not going to drag it out, man. Uh, I'm still on the high, man. I'm waiting on my Lakers championship gear to arrive. I was hoping I would have it the day before the show, but FedEx is playing with your dog. <laughs> so they need to drop off your boy gear. Championship hat, championship shirt, championship hoodie should be arriving any day now. And your boy is going to be taking so many pictures, flooding your timeline when I get my gear. But nah, again, congratulations to the Lakers. Congratulations to Laker Faithful. Congratulations to LeBron. James, congratulations to the LeBron supporters. Um, Fred, Smooth, Tay, uh, myself, Black, you know, we, we, we getting said, we making said feel like his return to home papers. So when we get those papers in from said, man, we'll, we'll, we'll put him somewhere. Uh, when we go for this next championship uh, next year. Um, other than that, man, just a great time. Shout out Papa Gary, uh, Laker, so Laker, longtime Laker fan. Shout out my pops, longtime LeBron fan. We just want to get it out just a little bit more before we move on, man. So again, shout out to the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James winning the championship. So now with all that being said, Black, we can move on to 20. 21 in the NBA black. So black, what are you most looking forward to, man, going forward in uh in the next season of the NBA? What what is what's on your mind, man? Um for me, D, because uh I'm invested in LeBron James. Sure. I'm invested in him. Sure. Um I'm I'm looking to see how better the Los Angeles Lakers can get. I know yeah. the road next year is not going to be easy. Nope. It's a team in San Francisco that's uh, licking their chops. For sure. Ready to get back. Yeah. And, and, and so are others. And so are others. I'm going, I, want, I want to see how the Clippers are going to look. I feel like the Clippers may look a little different with Ty Lue being yeah. the head coach now. So we could see some different faces in, with the Clippers. 
Um, looking forward to CKD returning too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just a you know just a few things that I'm concerned about more, but but more than others is the Los Angeles Lakers and how they can get better better going into the 20 and 21 season. I feel like it's some uh some 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 changes we need to make and uh, that can help us get better. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And then I. I'm ready to see how basketball is going to look in 2021. Would it? How is it going to be? Are we going to be back in a bubble? Are we going to be back with fans? You know, with the coronavirus and everything going on, how is it going to be? What it? What will the NBA NBA come up with if we're still dealing with this coronavirus thing coming up? So, yeah. Also looking for that because we could potentially have another bubble. And where would it be? It was in Orlando this year. Could it be in a different place if that? If that happens, could it be mm-hmm. a, in in a different site? But uh, we shall see. Uh, come twenty twenty one. Yeah, I feel those are. Yeah, I feel you on all that, man. But I'm 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 most excited to see the Warriors come back. I'm I'm really excited to see what they're gonna look like. What kind of problems they're gonna pose in the Western Conference? What does Clay look like? What does Steph look like? How are they gonna gel? What pieces are they are they gonna add? They have made it clear that they want Dwight Howard, and they don't want Dwight Howard to come in and be on their bench. They want him to start next year. So that I'm kind of worried about Dwight leaving and going to Golden State, mm-hmm. uh, getting a little bit more money, getting more yeah. exposure, playing with two great shooters, former champions there. So. We'll see. And I'm also looking forward to the Nets. I want to see what Kevin Durant looks like coming back from injury. I want to see if he's still that dude. Do I think he's still that dude? Absolutely. I think Kevin Durant is going to pick up where he left off before he got injured. And, of course, I want to see how he gels with Kyrie Irving. How how does that Nets team look? Does that team put some uh, young pieces together and trade for Bradley Beal? That's been out there. You know, what do they do? Because if you look at the Nets, a lot of talent on that team. And with them bringing in KD and Kyrie with that, man, they could be very scary. So I'm looking forward to interesting, uh, interested to seeing how that goes. And, of course, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Luka Doncic. I'm looking to see how the Mavs improve. I'm looking to see what Trey Young looks like. Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, they went 8-0 and in the bubble. What did they look like coming back into the season? Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of storylines in the NBA. So I'm real interested to see how that goes. And most of all, with Steve Nash, you know, going back to the Nets, what does he look like as a head coach? What does the Nets offense look like as uh, with him being the coach? Um, and I'm looking forward to see what the Clippers do. You know, uh, they fired Doc Rivers. Ty Lue is now the new coach. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But that team will not stay together. Montrez Harrell is a free agent. He's looking for a lot of money. A lot of rumors have came out about a whole lot of dysfunction in that organization surrounding Kawhi Leonard, the leader of that team. So I'm interested to see what the Clippers do to try to stay formidable in the Western Conference, you know. And last but not least, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers. We got to get better, and we will get better. The Lakers got some money. The Lakers got some pieces. What can we do to add to LeBron James and Anthony Davis? And the one thing a lot of you basketball fans need to keep in mind, Anthony Davis just got his first taste of winning a title. He, he just got his first taste of, of being in the moment, being in that feeling of being the champion. He's already the most unguardable player in the NBA. Anthony Davis is number one on that list. I think he's more unguardable than Kevin Durant. You can't do nothing with him. And I think he turns into a real monster going forward because he got a taste of it. He knows he can't be stopped. And with the leadership of LeBron James and LeBron being in his ear and pointing him into the right direction, I think Anthony Davis ascends. I'm talking about possibly MVP to lead next year, Anthony Davis. So we'll see how that goes. So a lot of storylines going to 2021, free agency, and, and, and all that is coming up soon. And you know your sports desk. 
Sportsologist will be on top of it, on top of it, man. So before we get out real quick, man, uh, Talu, what's your thoughts on that? Talu, new head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Does he change the culture? Does he get the Clippers on track? What do you expect out of Talu, man? Um, Talu is a good coach, man. He is. Uh, he did a, a wonderful job taking over in Cleveland. He did. He and did. um, I I expect him. I I expect him to write the ship with the Clippers. I don't know if it would, if it will bring a championship, but I expect them to be better than they were last year. And, and mm. I believe that he could get the best out of Kawhi. He's coach LeBron James, so yes. he he know he knows what it takes to get the best out of your player, you know, out of a player. And he's seen the best from the best player in the world in LeBron James. So he know what it, what, a, what the, what a potential, one of the best players in the world should be playing like, and what he should be doing as a leader yeah. as well. So I think uh, Tyloo make a, make, he uh, makes a lot of changes with the Clippers. I think they'll look a lot different, but uh, I think Tyloo was the right man for the job. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I like Ty Lue being the head coach of the Clippers. I do think he's going to bring a different dynamic to the Clippers, a new voice, a loud voice. He's dealt with, you know, LeBron James, the biggest talent in basketball, everything that comes with LeBron. And LeBron have said it before. Ty Lue has gotten with him plenty of times. Like, hey, Bron, I'm the coach. I'm the coach. I got this. That's why I'm here. Like, we've seen it in the huddle. We've seen Le- Ty Lue tell LeBron to chill out. In the huddle. And then we see LeBron coming the next day saying, hey, I got whatever uh, Coach Lou need. I'm right here with him. Superstar players respect that, being coached. And I think Doc Rivers made a mistake babysitting and, and, and rocking the cradle. Uh, yeah, rocking the cradle with, with uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, adjusting to his knees and his demands. Don't get me wrong. He is superstar players, and that just comes with the territory. When you a superstar in the league and you're the best player on your team, you get certain things. Mm-hmm. But I just think it was more than that. I think it was more than that. And a lot of, you know, t- uh, turbulence came out this week saying guys like Pat Bev and Lou Will and Montrez Harrell was like, hey, man, Kawhi resting like for what? Like he fine. You know, ain't none of us resting. We went to the playoffs last year, the year before as an eighth seed and gave the Warriors all they can handle. Now we got mm-hmm. a guy coming in here needing rest. So we'll see how that goes. Ty Lue got his work cut out for him. You know, do, do I think the Clippers can get turned around? They can. They can. They got plenty of talent. But we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting if they do uh, are able to keep Montrez here. I think that's a big piece for them, and he's going to command a lot of money. And they already got two big contracts on their book with Leonard and Paul George. Uh, I think uh, I think Lou Williams got some money tied up in there, too. So we'll see how it go uh, with, uh, with the Clippers uh, next season. All right, man. So we're going to get out of the National Basketball Association. That's pretty much it, man. So we're going to be talking less basketball moving forward. It is football season. We would have been done with basketball, but we've been playing basketball since, uh, shoot, I mean, a year now. Yeah. All right. So it's officially <laughs> the season officially over. But of course, free agency and the big storylines, the draft. We got other things that are wrapping up with the, uh, you know, taking effect with the NBA. And uh, we'll be here to cover it right here on the sports set. So again, shout out to LeBron James and Los Angeles Lakers. For winning the championship this year. All right, man. So we're going to transition into college football. And I know, I know I dogged out uh, Florida State, man. And I told y'all that uh, most likely uh, you'll never hear um, the, uh, the Florida State theme song again, um, uh, ushering in uh, the college football uh, segment here on the sports desk. But, 
I'm retracting my statements, my boy. Let's get to college football. How about it? So let's kick it off, man. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. Let's kick it off, man. College football, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. This past Saturday night, the number five ranked Fighting Mac Browns made their way to Tallahassee, Florida to take on the abysmal, god-awful, disgusting, lifeless Florida State Seminoles. And my God, <laughs> did anybody see this happening on this past Saturday night. The Florida State Seminoles shocking the college football world, upsetting the North Carolina Tar Heels this past Saturday night, Tallahassee Black. Let's get into it, man. You and me are long-time, lifelong Florida State fans. We've been through a lot. But Saturday night, how did it feel, man? Uh, the, it, it, it felt good. It felt good to uh, to finally get... Uh, a big win under the notch, you know, under the belts of uh, Florida State. It's been a while. It's been a long time, you know, and um, I feel good about what I seen from them, man. And I was sitting there. I, w- I was just waiting for the collapse. And um, it was starting to happen, but it didn't. Florida State defense, you know, uh, North Carolina had a couple of drop balls here and uh, here and there. and um, Florida State defense stepped up and played some good football. They didn't allow uh, North Carolina running backs to go crazy. Um, we scored 31 points in the first half, and it was enough. You know, we didn't score another point in the second half. But uh, I'm excited just to get the win, man. That game could have went a bunch of different ways, but it went our way. That's what matters in college football. We won the football game. And um, i seen a few people saying that uh, – well, Norvell, what type of coach he is, uh, I think we're starting to kind of see what type of coach he is. I also seen Mike Norvell get in the face of our leader in, uh, in Will. Uh, oh. I forget. Wow. Big oh. Marv? Uh, yeah, Big Marv. Uh, get in Marvin Wilson's face, man, for uh, just stupid plays, and and I love to see that from the football coach. And I'm not just talking about pulling him to the side. I'm talking about rat on the field, in his grill, in his face. Yeah. You know, he's showing leadership. That's not we didn't see that from Willie Taggart. Huh. You know, we didn't see that at all, and we also didn't get a a top five win with Willie Taggart. So on that alone, man, I think we need to give Norvell a little more respect because he coached these guys up even in the times that are hard. I didn't watch the Notre Dame game because I came on here and said on one uh on episode on episode seventy eight that I would that I would would not be watching any more uh FSU games and I did just that on uh the week that we played Notre Dame. D had to tell me how that game went 
because I did not watch it. I cut all my Twitter, all my Instagram, everything. I cut it off. <laughs> and uh, when I talked to D, as we were preparing for the show, uh, D explained to me how everything went. But I did tune in last night. And the reason why I tune in is because my beautiful wife, she asked me, she was like, uh, what time Florida State plays? I said, oh, they play at 730. <laughs> and she asked who we're playing. I said, they play in North Carolina. I said, we probably lose that game because they just put up a 50-burger when they played uh, Virginia Tech. And yeah, yeah. she was like, oh, okay. So we just happened to be sitting there. And she asked me, well, you're not going to watch it? So I, I turned to it and I started watching. And I look up and Florida State is up 14 to 0. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And my wife... Open, open, opens her mouth to say you don't deserve to watch them play. Oh, She said you don't deserve to watch them play because you gave up on your team. Mm. You need to go in the room and prepare and get ready for work and go to bed. Mm. Hard Man, on you. Just hard on me, bro. Hard on you. You know, and, and, <laughs> and you know what? I felt kind of bad. I did, D. Okay. I felt kind of bad because I just want to see, I just want to see like you say, D, I just want to see us compete. And I, we weren't seeing that. No, we weren't. We wasn't seeing that. No. And I don't know what switch Norvell was able to hit with these kids to, <laughs> get, them, the uh, to get them to compete. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did it. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do as a coach. Uh-huh. You know, and what, what a bunch of kids that's not even his recruits. His recruits. So it's 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 amazing. I'm I'm excited for us to get a top five win and and knock North Carolina off. I know it was kind of bittersweet for you, D, because you you a big uh, Mac Brown fan. The fighting Mac Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was kind of bittersweet for you, yeah. but I know you're still excited and yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it was good. But man, um, it was great to see Florida State win. Um, I was getting a little nervous there at the end. I thought, sure. they were, man, it was sure they were killing sure. our secondary. Uh, sure. Shout out to Sam Howell. He found something, but it was a little too late. It was a little too late yeah. uh, when he found it. So shout out to Florida State, Mike Norvell, and shout out to Joshua Condo. I mean, Condo, man. I mean, I could probably butcher his name. But he's our defensive end, the big six eight defensive mm-hmm. end who had the interception mm-hmm. for the touchdown. Shout out to him, man. Been through so many injuries at Florida State. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saying he didn't pan out. He was a, a five star recruit when he first came to Florida State, mm-hmm. and to see this kid still out there competing and be able to get that interception and score a touchdown, man, that That's was great. big for him to see him do everything that we see him go through. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him as well, and shout yeah. out to once again Florida State Mike Norvell, the whole coaching staff for getting these young guys ready to go against these teams that people were saying, oh, they, they're going to do it this year. They're unbeatable this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody started giving North Carolina high praise for being in the top five. Sure. You know, right and, so. and and old lowly Florida State, old lowly Florida State at home knocks off number five North Carolina. So shout out to them. I'm very excited. Looking forward to what the rest of the season will bring. So listen, Black pretty much, you know, gave a great breakdown of uh, the Florida State game this past Saturday night. Florida State knocking off North Carolina 31-28. But I'm here to talk about something else. I'm here to talk about something else. At the beginning of the season, I said I want to see this team compete. I want to see Florida State fight. I want to see Florida State go out on the field and produce a product that I could be proud of, win, lose. Win or lose. That's what I wanted to see. And for almost two years now, haven't seen it. We have been absolutely pathetic 
week in and week out. That's just the facts. But last week versus Notre Dame, we trotted out Jordan Travis, sophomore quarterback for the Noles. At Notre Dame, first start, tough thing to ask a quarterback his, at a, doing his first start at Notre Dame to try to do something. But I saw something in that kid. He was jumping off my TV screen. He was moving around. He was hitting passes. Like, he was fearless. He had, he showed leadership tendencies against the Irish. That's what I saw. And I told Black, I said, hey, man, we played some of our young players. This Jordan Travis kid, I like what it seen. Florida State got their brains beat in. Absolutely they did. But my team's not going to win the national title this year. My team's not going to win the ACC crown this year. My team might not go into a bowl game this year. But I ain't concerned about right now. I'm concerned about what I got on the field going forward. What is Mike Norvell going to be able to do with the talent that we have? We fast forward a week later. Top five. Top five North Carolina comes to town. The fighting Mac Browns make their way into Tallahassee. Black, would you say they red hot? Oh, uh, yes, they were. Yes, would they you, were. Would you say that Mac Brown has that program in real, in a real good spot? Real very, good position. Very much so. Very much so. Every single person, including myself and including blacks, said North Carolina would cream puff the Seminoles. Anybody who would listen. All the diehard Florida State supporters, all of y'all, and there's a Florida State fan out there who said North Carolina was going to lose to Florida State, you're a liar, and you need to let us know. You need to let us know. No one thought it. But Black, what happened? Jordan Travis Hmm. came out and set the tone for our team, making plays with his legs, making plays with his arm. Does he look like a young quarterback? Yeah, he does. But these young quarterbacks grow into something. They grow into something, and then they can potentially change the course of a program. I'm not saying the kid's Jameis Winston. I ain't saying he's Charlie Ward. I ain't saying none of that. But I see something in this kid. We can build around him. He's tough, he's smart, and he has big leadership qualities about himself. And me, as a Florida State fan, who has been the absolute hardest on Florida State, you probably won't find nobody who's a Florida State fan that's been more harder on them than me. I like what I'm seeing from my team. I like the energy. I like the fight. Florida State very well could have lost that game. Sam Howell and the Tar Heels came roaring back. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. Each touchdown they threw, I was like, mm, 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 mm. And I said, can we just get a, can we make a stop? Can we make a stop? Because the scene was set up for Florida State to lose. The scene was set up for us to lose 34-31 or something crazy like that. But our defense, our defense at the end of the game said, no. No, we're going to win this. We're going to be the top five team. We're going to have this on our resume, and we're going to be able to build on this. And that's exactly what happened. So I was appreciative of the fight. I was appreciative of the energy, and I like the feeling that I had watching my team. That's what I need to feel when I'm watching Florida State. The only team going forward that I see who probably would just absolutely rare rod us is the Megatron, beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed angel, Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> Other than that, I expect my team to fight. And I'm going to keep it real with you, Black. I expect my team to win some of these games closing out this season. I really do. I really do, man. So, Black, anything else on the nose? No, man. Just uh, I'm excited to see. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping. 
I'm keeping uh, level-headed, but like you said, the product that we're seeing on the field and this young quarter, sophomore quarterback, Jordan Tra- Travis, yes. who transferred from Louisville, yeah. you know, to see him, you know, on that field, man, even when he's hurt, you know, he was having problems with his arm, but he said, no, coach, keep me in. Toughness. You know, I want to be out there for my guys. I want to be out there making the plays, even though he couldn't do much. Leadership. His young teammates seeing him as a sophomore. Leader. You know, being a leader. That does enough for kids, yep. young kids. That To see him, they be like, oh, yeah, I can respect that. I'm going to follow him. I can respect that. I can go to war with him because we know yep. that he's going to stay on that field. Yeah. You know, so it, I, I was excited to see that, man, and just see him fight. Uh, shout out to shout out to Big Marv, man. You know, you had a a, a crazy uh, personal foul uh, penalty, but you can't <laughs> – you, you after that, you tighten up. Yes, you know, if did. it wasn't for uh, – that defensive line pressure getting to Sam Howell's face, Sam Howell's face, uh, some some of those balls would have been caught by Facts. North Carolina receivers. Facts. But because of the pressure from that D line, some of those passes uh, were dropped because the ball was behind them or a little bit out of reach uh, for the North Carolina receivers. So shout Facts. out to the D line and uh, shout out to the defensive coordinator. I can't, I don't know your name right now, sir, but wait to have these boys ready for a high power offense. You uh in in the first half you you had these boys on point they was they was pes- pressuring Sam Howell sacking them you know we had hadn't seen go. we hadn't seen Sam Howell go through that uh in this very short season that we've been in all the games that he's played in he's been ripping people to shreds mm-hmm. so it was I was happy to see the this young defense and like uh like Papa like my dad said Papa Gary he came on the show let some of these young guys play yep. and we're seeing the younger guys play yep. uh at this point you have to see what you have on talent wise uh, with these kids and that's exactly what we've seen so uh, I'm I'm actually excited for the Louisville game we go to Louisville on Saturday yep. to see what we do there me too uh I will be tuning in to yep. that D I think I'll be keeping a close eye in now. Yep. You know, uh, it made me feel really bad for my wife to go off on me like that. <laughs> you know, get set, <laughs> set me straight, you know. But uh, 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 I'm a diehard fan. Like you like you said, the other, me and you, we the hardest on Florida State. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to give them a little break here and there. But uh, after that Miami loss, that really did something to me. Sure. You know, but to see these kids rebound from that and then Notre Dame, that shows you it's something there. Yep. And that shows you how good of a coach Mike Norvell can be, and I believe he will be. Yep, absolutely. Well said, Black. All right, man, so we're going to move on to the biggest game of the weekend by far. You had the second, then second-rake Alabama Crimson, Crimson tie outlasting, outdueling, overpowering the number three Georgia Bulldogs, 41-24, to under the lights in Tuscaloosa. At, uh, at 8 o'clock on CBS. Black, talk to me about Alabama and Georgia. Were you surprised by the outcome of this game? And what were the highlights that you've seen uh, from this game? Yeah, man, uh, I, was, I was shocked. Uh, the first half, this game was really tight. Really Very. tight. And Very. Alabama just came out in the second half and said, uh-uh. no more of this. <laughs> no more of this, man. But... Yep. um. Shout out to Georgia, man. They came, they came ready to play, but it got away from them in the second half, man. But mm-hmm. Alabama is they are the I, I honestly you may not agree with me, but seeing this Alabama offense, man, it's it's looking really really unstoppable. I know we didn't see Tua, uh, we didn't see Tua, Jerry, Judy, Hurts. We didn't see these guys look good in Alabama offense, man. But but this kid Jones, man. 
Shout out to him. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. Man, this kid looks unstoppable with these weapons he has. Mm-hmm. And and I'm talking about Waddle, uh, another receiver, McManus. I don't even can't even know, might be getting his name wrong, but these receivers, man, are killing. And uh Dante uh Devontae, I can't think his name, number six, the other receiver. But these guys are killing it, man. Like, this guy is throwing the ball like four straight games, D. 400 plus yards. Mm-hmm. And this kid ran the wing T in high school. We mm-hmm. didn't even know if he could throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But the way uh Steve Sharkeesian and uh and and uh Nick Saban have worked with this guy, man, he looks all world mm-hmm. in this offense, man. And this offense looks very unstoppable. Alabama's defense is not the best. It's, it's not, not the best. You can't but their offense them. is so potent. Mm-hmm. They they're able to get enough stops to get their offense the ball. Mm-hmm. So they off, and that's what happened in the second half. They they defense did just enough to get stops on Georgia and get the offense the ball. And every time they touched the ball, they scored in the second half. Mm-hmm. Every time they touched the ball, mm-hmm. throwing the ball, running the ball, Alabama looks great, man. This 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 game, the score was seen a lot of lopsided, but it was a little closer than that in my eyes. But shout out to Alabama, man, and everything that they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I called it um not on the show last week, but just. Throughout the day, I, I said I said Georgia's gonna get blowed out. I said Georgia was gonna get blowed out. I didn't see nothing from the Bulldogs' offense that would be able to contain or do anything, anything to keep up with that Alabama offense. That defense from Georgia is really good. It's a good defense, but when you got weapons everywhere at the skill position like Alabama does, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do, and we saw that close game in the first half. Georgia pride themselves to run the football, but they just couldn't get it going. Mm-hmm. Zamir White, 10 carries for the seven yards. Kendall Mil- uh, Milton, six carries, 44 yards. They combined 30 carries, 145 yards overall, but they just couldn't get nothing going. They couldn't break it over. They couldn't get the big plays. Anybody who watched the Ole Miss-Alabama game the week before was just a bloody shootout out there. And why was Ole Miss able to stay in the game versus Alabama? Because they can throw the football. Mm-hmm. They can spread you out, and they can cause ha- wreak havoc on your defenses. Georgia don't have that. They don't have it. They don't have the ability to wreak havoc like that. So Alabama just shows, again, and especially everything they went through. They had the, the scare with Nick Saban, you know, potentially might have had the coronavirus, potential outbreak maybe in their school. They dealt with a lot throughout the week. They dealt with a lot. Nick Saban getting cleared to coach and be out there with his team. You know, everything just kind of worked out for Alabama, and, and you can see why they are indeed the second-best team in the nation. I don't think it's close. I think you got Clemson, and I think you got Alabama, and then whoever else, you know, is coming up uh, behind them. But just an overall great uh, performance, especially in the second half by the Crimson Tide. And, and you can't say enough about this kid, Mac Jones. You just can't say enough about him. Yeah. I mean, he looks phenomenal. Was he a sophomore? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, he's a yeah. sophomore. Yes, yes, he's a sophomore. So Al- Nick Saban has gotten quite lucky in with his last few quarterbacks. You got Tua in as a sophomore. You know, he caught Jalen Hurts when he was coming in. You know, you got this kid, Mac Jones. It's like, man, Alabama's being afforded some opportunity uh, with these young quarterbacks. So Crimson Tide, man, take care of business for sure, for sure, uh, over the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, man, so we're going to get into some other games uh, throughout the week. And, you know what, let's just go in and get this out of the way. I mean, my God, can anybody do anything with Clemson? I mean, 73 to 7, bruh. 
This is a noon kickoff. <laughs> this is a noon kickoff. And Trevor Lawrence and them boys went crazy. And it really got out of hand. The, the commentators were saying all game long, boy, Trevor Lawrence ain't threw an interception in, uh, um, in uh, a year or something like that. They were saying Trevor Lawrence ain't throwing an interception. And then Lawrence throws an interception. I believe it was in the uh, first quarter. I think it was. He threw the pick. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my God, 24 for 33. 404 yards passing, five touchdowns, 83-yard bomb for a touchdown, and the one pick. I mean, they got my boy Hunter Helms coming in there in the fourth quarter to clean it up and get the Tigers out of there, 73-7. I mean, just absolutely embarrassing, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Black, what do you got to say about Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, how they just steamrolling right now, man? Man, uh, it's crazy, D. We usually see Clemson struggle early and become you know, mm-hmm. finish off strong, but <laughs> they look like a well-oiled machine already man. early in the season. Man. Like, man, he's in, 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 in to believe, man, that they consider this rebuilding for them. They got a lot of fresh faces, <laughs> a lot of Crazy. new faces, defenses totally redone. I couldn't Nuts. name you no one on the defensive side. Nuts. Uh, new, new weapons at wide receiver, like, and Trevor Lawrence and uh, that defense, man, they look like, they never stop, though. Offense, you see yeah. anything, the offense. And it's crazy to see these guys, man, what they're doing. Uh, I don't think anybody in the, AC, the ACC is going to be a challenge for them. They easily get to the college football playoff this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and keep this thing going. This is what we're seeing from Trevor Lawrence this year and Travis NTN, man, is insane. Insane the numbers these guys are putting up, man. Shout out NTN, man. He looked like a little Alva Camara out there. Yeah, that's what that's what he reminded me of out there, man. He looked like a little Camara, man. I mean, just every time he touched the ball, it's like boom. <laughs> it's it's no setup. It's like no no no. He not tipping. I mean, bro, every time he put his hand on the ball, it's like yeah. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of bittersweet though, cause uh he broke our man's uh rushing record for the ACC uh Saturday. Who's that? Dalvin Cook. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, passed okay. him. Yeah. You know, my guy did it in three years though. He you did, know, he you did, know. He but did, uh he uh he shout out to Travis Etienne on becoming the uh Russian leader in the ACC. Yeah, man. Clemson looks very strong, very strong. All right, man. So let's 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 get to this one, man. Let's 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 get to this. South Carolina. Versus Auburn this past Saturday. And Black, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick this one off, man. <laughs> Anybody who is out there who is an Auburn Tiger, y'all can send me a thank you message via Twitter. Y'all can send me a thank you message via Instagram. Y'all can send me anything saying thank you for what I'm about to say because I'm about to do y'all a favor. I'm going to say what nobody at Auburn is saying. I'm going to say what the commentators ain't saying. I'm going to say what the Twitter is saying, is not saying. I'm going to tell y'all something. Bo Nix is trash. <laughs> this man is God awful. I mean, pure garbage is Bo Nix. I'm sitting here. I'm at work. I got this game. I say, you know what, man? I'm going to see can Auburn bounce back. Auburn was a top 10 team coming into the season, man. They told me. Kirk Herbstreet told me. Desmond Howard told me. Lee, all y'all, David Pollock, all y'all told me that Auburn is going to be a team this year. Bo Nix has progressed. Bo Nix, Bo Nix, Bo is trash. 
He trash. He is worth nothing to Auburn. This boy is about to be here four years. Bo Nix ain't going to the league as a quarterback. I ain't saying he can't get no better, but right now, that boy is boo-boo. Here's some numbers from Bo Nix at the quarterback position. This man with 24 for 47, three interceptions, man. Three interceptions. His longest game was 44 yards off a screen pass. I mean, I'm looking at his Auburn offense, and it is terrible. And I know y'all saw what I saw. The Auburn wide receivers, they sick of Bo Nix. I can't remember who dog name is, but he was cussing Seth Bo Williams. Nix. Williams. Seth Williams was cussing Bo out on the sideline. <laughs> you overthrowing, you underthrowing, you throwing the ball in the dirt. I'm thinking Tim Tebow out there at quarterback, dropping back, throwing passes. No disrespect. I'm sorry. I did not mean to throw Tebow into this with Bo Nix. I am sorry. Okay? But look, Bo Nix, man, for y'all to let Joey Gatewood, who hmm. is miles better than this man, just, and I get it, Bo Nix's dad is a legend out there in Auburn, I understand, but y'all should have let Bo Nix play cornerback. <laughs> Bo Nix should have been the kicker, the punt, he should have been, that boy ain't good, man. I saw it last year, I gave him a break because he was a freshman. Auburn had a tough schedule last year. But, man, he ain't got no better. He actually looked worse. And you let the South Carolina Gamecocks with them stank uniforms that they are sponsored by Under Armour. I mean, they just look pathetic out there. Y'all got Deion Sanders' son out there wrecking shop. He out there wrecking shop on y'all. Shut up, Prime, man. Shut up, Prime. But look, man, y'all miss me with this old Auburn thing. Get Auburn out of here. Black, you got anything on the atrocious Bo Nix, man? Hey, man, it's what we've been saying, D. We're seeing it. Yep. We're seeing it now. Arben, you should be ashamed of yourself. Disgusting. You let a talented Joey Gatewood walk right out of your door. Walk. Right off campus. You let him walk. Yeah. And now he's at Kentucky. We haven't seen, we haven't seen much of him at Kentucky yet, but I'm pretty sure but we, we will. will. <laughs> you know, but... Facts. Like, you got rid of that kid to... Be loyal to the legend's son, who is not him. He's trash. He's trash. That's just like letting one of Michael Jordan's sons come and play basketball, and they both trash. They suck too, both of them. Both of them. You know, and um, what's what's the coach name for Auburn? Uh, man, Gus 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 Malzahn. I understand, bro. You you people in your in Auburn. I know it's a different type of story down there. Yeah, but you need to make some decisions. He sure do. You need to make you need you need to put on your big boy draws mm -hmm. and make some big boy decisions. Cause they gonna end up fine. Because him. uh <laughs> Bo Nix is gonna run your program into the ground. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're gonna get fired dealing with Bo. <laughs> Bo Nix looked horrible. And I don't blame Seth Williams and uh the guy Swartz. I don't blame those receivers. Just cuss them out. I don't bro. blame them. Just cuss them out. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come, I came to play for Auburn. Arbor was when I was when they was recruiting me was a high powered offense. Facts. Facts. Go uh, go fast offense. Go fast. That's what it comes from. It comes from Auburn. Go fast. Go Facts. fast. We move fast. Facts. And I come here to play for this? No. <laughs> that's not what I come here to do. So, Bo, we see on Saturday at 12 o'clock, Bo Nix is not the answer. That boy suck. He is not the answer. That boy suck. So, you're going to tell me the rest of this long season that we have in front of us, you're going to continue to roll with Bo Nix? Yep. That's and I'm pretty sure their schedule don't get any easier. Nope. 
Nope. And I'm telling you this now. Now, South Carolina was a strong. Was a, was one of the last straw for me. But if they play Missouri and lose to Missouri, oh, man. The, the sports, probation boys. The sports desk is going to be an explicit episode. The, pro- the probation boys. If the probation boys. boys get a win against Auburn, I am going to lose my shit. I am really am. Oh, oh, man. Hold on. Let's get it going. This is ridiculous, D. I really need to look at their schedule and see if they play the probation boys this year. They already got a they already got a win against uh LSU. Mm-hmm. And I know if they play Auburn, they're just gonna be licking their chops. Yep. The probation boys. But Gus Malzahn, man, you gotta fix this. You're a great coach. I like I actually like you, he, Gus. He better do something. You you've had a lot of talent come through those doors. Kudos Cam Newton. Kudos Nick Marshall. You had some good talent come through those doors. National champion. And this is the worst quarterback you've ever put on the football field. And here's my question. They, they, did they see Bo Nicks getting any better in, in, in spring? Whatever they could have done. I know we, we got the corona going on pandemic. But did they see anything from Bo Nicks that was positive? I'm just saying. Gus Malzahn, could, y'all, could you let us know? Well, I, my way of thinking, D, if you got something behind him that's trash, he's going to be the best look he get. You let the best one walk through the, uh, walk yeah. off campus. You let Joe Gatewood get out of here. Yep. And then for you, for for you dummy oh alum goodness. at Auburn to say, oh no, we're going to roll with the guy with we're going to roll with the with the legend's son at the quarterback. We could just let old Go- Joey Gatewood walk out the door. You're stupid. You let a more talented kid, probably more of a leader. Walk out of the door right. so you could be loyal to an old Auburn who old Auburn quarterback who played in the 80s. Christ. Let's stop it, man. Let's stop it. Let's get away from this narrative of, oh, we have to be loyal in college football. The best players need to play. <laughs> and Bo Nix ain't one of and them. And he's definitely not one of them. <laughs> if you don't think so. Go to YouTube and look at the highlights of his receivers about to jack him up on the sideline. I mean, just about to slap him up. Crazy, bro. Crazy. It's crazy, bro, that, that, that Arben has... Arben looks horrible. Their offense doesn't look good at all. And we're not used to seeing that from Arben. So I hope Gus Melzahn can right this ship and uh, do something, man. Yeah, and, and shout out to South Carolina. I mean, shout out to South Carolina and uh, Will Muschamp. Getting a win uh, against na- the now unranked uh, Auburn Tigers. My God. All right, man, we're going to go through a few more scores from this past week, man, and then we're going to get it going. Uh, you had the number four ranked Notre Dame fighting average. And a close one, man. Louisville came to play against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame prevailed, though, 12-7 to uh, in their game. We had Miami getting back on track, knocking off Pittsburgh 31-19. Texas A&M looking pretty good, taking care of Mississippi State uh, 28-14. to And what's going on, Tennessee? Now, come on now. I picked y'all to get going. Y'all start off the season two or three and no, and y'all just out here getting walloped. I mean, my God, Kentucky and, and it just beat the bejesus out of y'all at home. I mean, come on. Two pit sixes back to back. That's ridiculous. Back to back plays, D. Same old Tennessee. Same old Tennessee, it looks like. Got Virginia getting on track, knocking off Boston College 4-14. Thought that game was going to be a little closer. Boston College was playing well, man, especially that game against North Carolina. And last but not least, you had, uh, hold on, man. Did, did we get the... 
the um the what was our pick last week, man, for the doggy game of the week? UAB in Western Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I got the win. We, <laughs> we, we got UAB knocking off my Western Kentucky Raging Cajuns, thirty-seven <laughs> to fourteen, man. Uh. Uh, and shout out Arkansas. Arkansas with a uh, surprising oh, yeah. win over Ole Miss, 33, yeah. 33 to twenty one. The freshman quarterback from Ole Miss threw five interceptions. Yeah. Very bad day. Doesn't look too good. What's going on uh, in Ole Miss? Man. I was I was listening to those guys on uh, SEC Network, and they said that even though Arkansas might not be the best offensively, they may have the best defense in the SEC this year. Yeah, I mean Arkansas is looking like a team you might not want to play. You might not want to play them. You know you got your boy Felipe, Felipe Calastella the Franks out there at quarterback, man. So they're saying you might not want to play them boys. All right, man. So we're going to transition it into our college football picks. Now, Black, if you can let us know who is leading the college football picks uh, segment of the show between you, myself, and our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, who should be with us next week. <laughs> yes, the overall rankings. Uh-huh. Overall rankings yeah. for this season college football picks. Yep. We have your man's, the one and only Black. It's at seven and four. Oh. You have my man right across from me, Dedrick, at eight and three. And you That's have my man said at seven and one. Yep. He missed a week. He missed a week last week, but we're going to make up for that this week because. If he did pick last week, he would have been by far number one. But now, for now, yeah. it's 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 your man, Dedrick yeah. Yeah. L. Hicks Jr. Yeah, it is. at eighty three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, your boy holding it down right now. I so, know I'm gonna know I might not be in the lead for long, but I'm gonna celebrate right now. Yes, sir. But uh, that's our updated picks yeah. from my college. I mean, that's our updated uh, record from the college football picks of the week. Yes, sir. All right, Black, it's time, baby. Roll out your games this week, and let's pick these games, man. Okay, okay. Uh, game number one, D, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, Cincinnati at number 16, SMU. Oh. I'm going to take the Bearcats, Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay, uh, I like this game. Two small, two smaller schools you don't hear a lot about, but we did hear uh, you say on a previous episode a lot of people like what Cincinnati Cincinnati yep. has, and they could potentially make a little noise like UCF did a couple of years ago. Yep. So I'm going to roll with I'm going to roll with the Bearcats to get a win uh, okay. at SMU. Okay. All right. Game number two. Uh, we have number seventeen Iowa State traveling to. Uh, Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. Mm, is that Oklahoma State? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cowboys and take care of Iowa State. Okay. I have Oklahoma State uh, winning big in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Okay, game number three. We have the return of the Big Ten. We have number 18, Michigan, traveling to number 21, Minnesota. Yeah, I was talking to my pops earlier, and I told him I'm betting him a six-pack of Angle Oranges in the Supreme Pizza uh, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers to knock off the Wolverines. So I'm going to take Minnesota to take care of Michigan this week. Okay, and I'm, uh, I'm going to take Minnesota as well. I love what I seen from them last year. They uh they burst onto the scene last year, man, beating Penn State when they was ranked in the in the top five. Uh-huh. So I like uh uh Minnesota's new coach that they have and uh, how he's changing the culture in Minnesota. I'm going to roll with the 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 Minnesota Golden Gophers. All right. Uh, okay. Game number four. We have number twenty three, NC State at North Carolina. 
At number 14, North Carolina. Oh, uh, Foddy Mac Browns. <laughs> Roll them. Get them out of here big. Carolina beats NC State. Uh, do you actually think this is going to be a good one? Because mm-hmm. North Carolina has been playing uh, pretty, really good football. They only have one, they lost their very first game and has, has, State. has won every game after that. So I think this could be a little uh, competitive. Could, uh-huh. could uh-huh. North Carolina have a hangover uh-uh. from the Florida State game? Mm-mm. Potentially not, but I'm going to roll with the Fighting Mac Browns uh-huh. uh, by 14. Yeah. All right, here we go, baby. Your boy got the dog game of the week. Arr, 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 arr. The dog game of the week, 3.30. This Saturday, my boy, we got Middle Tennessee versus Rice on CBSSports.com, uh. my boy. It's not even on TV. It's on the <laughs> website, CBS.com. Middle Tennessee versus Rice, 3.30. Black, who you rolling with, baby? Oh, man. <laughs> What's the records? Don't worry about the records. I need the records. No, no, no. <laughs> Dog game, game of the week. the game at? The game at Rice, my at boy. At Rice? Yup. Uh, yep. <laughs> Rice is in Texas, so I'm gonna roll with Rice, man. I'm gonna, gonna roll, roll with Rice. rice. Uh-uh. Yeah. Your boy's gonna go Middle Tennessee, <laughs> Middle Tennessee over Rice this weekend. That is your dog game of the week. Arr, 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 arr. Yeah, man. So see, we'll see where we at next week, man. With our, our college football predictions, oh. man. And we have uh, okay. our college football correspondent couldn't be with us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sent his picks in. Okay, dude. let he us know. Six. He got a. He has Cincinnati uh, getting the win. He has Oklahoma State getting the win this week. He has Minnesota getting the win this week. Okay. Uh, North Carolina getting the win this week. And he had three extra games, three yeah. makeup games because of last week. Okay. And he picked Ole Miss to get the win, mm-hmm. FSU and LSU to get the win this weekend. Okay. So we got to hit him with the dog game of the week too now. Okay. So shooting the dog game, Rice at Middle Tennessee. And we'll see what Sayer got with that uh, next week. All right, man, so that's pretty much going to wrap up college football. So you're going to get a lot more football now that the NBA is over, man. But let's go ahead and transition into the National Football League. Man, we're gonna get into the National Football League right now, man. But first and foremost, man, last week we didn't get my boy uh Rashad, man, with Rashad's corner last week. He said he was just so depressed after that Jacksonville Jaguars loss. He just couldn't even send us the sound back. But he is back this week. So this is my man's Rashad with Rashad's corner. Uh talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Sports desk, what's going on? Rashad uh, with Rashad's corner. Talking about another loss for the Jaguars. Um, get used to that. Mm. Um, what I seen today was basically what I see, what I've been seeing the last four games, uh, five games. Now, five straight losses. This team is one in five. Um, I don't think it's going to get any better next week. They go out there to Los Angeles. It's going to be the same thing because um, Justin Herbert is playing well um, and this defense is not going to be able to keep up with him. Uh, same thing with Gardner Minshew. Gardner is regressing a lot. Mm. Gardner is setting up his receivers for 
really, really bad plays. Um, he was really inaccurate today. Uh, James Robinson just couldn't get loose. Um, I still don't think the offensive line is playing bad. Um, I just don't think that the Jaguars can run the ball because um, I think they're stacking it, and I don't think that, that other defenses, other defensive coordinators trust Gardner to win games, so they're going to make sure that James Robinson doesn't beat him, and he can't beat him. Um, just heard today that Doug Marone said that uh, Todd Walsh is going to be safe as long as he's the head coach. So, um, and I wouldn't expect for Shot Khan to fire either, either of them, either Doug or Dave. So, probably gonna deal with this for the rest of the year. Man, it sounds um, sad. One thing bro. I can tell y'all, man, is just look on Saturdays to see if you can find a quarterback that's gonna save us. Um, mm -hmm. the Los Angeles Rams are winning football games, so that second pick that we traded away, future Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Ramsey for it's not going to be a good pick mm. um you know it'll be somewhere in the 20s so uh mm. this team really has no hope man mm. it's, it's it's bad it's, it's it's really really bad right now it's not going to get any better we just go have to ride this wave and see what happens uh see if Shad Khan can grow some nuts and actually mm. do something to change uh the fortune of this franchise uh He's about to set history. Mm. He's on pace to be the fastest owner to lose a hundred games. He's he, he's going to lose a hundred games faster than any owner in the history of the NFL. He's at ninety six losses right now, and you can bet your bottom dollar the next four games they will lose, and he will set history. Um, and I don't think he cares. Cause like I told y'all before, Shot Khan making money. So I mean, you know, he 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 he's he's making hand over fist money. So uh, we just have to deal with this. Um, we can hope that at the end of the season they fire Dave and Doug, but I don't really know if they will. Um, so we just go have to ride this wave, y'all. Um, next week we got Los Angeles Chargers. We'll see what they have, what they can do with a, with a rookie quarterback. See if the secondary secondary can take advantage of them. But you know, it's just gonna have to be a wait and see. So um, this is Rashad with the Jaguar Report, um, and I see y'all next week, man. man you heard how Bro, sad that man yeah, is, man. I, I was just finna say that D. He's he sound man. real bad, man. You can tell that he's a diehard fan, man, but it, it, it hurts he, so bad. He diehard, bro. Yeah. Like, he like the other end of Fred. He like, sound like he really don't want to do him, but he done promised to do it. <laughs> so, he has to, you know. Man, I feel, I feel bad for my I dog, I feel bad man. for you, man. Shout out to you, man. Hey, I just leave my feelings out of it, bro. Maybe you should just leave your feelings out of it and just give us the reports. <laughs> You know, uh, just leave your feelings out of it, dog, because, oh. man, I hate the way you sound, man. I hate yeah. that, man. Hey, shout out to my dog, Rashad, man. That was Rashad's corner, man, giving us our weekly Jaguars report. My man just sound depressed, deflated, and sad, man. Like, I hated to hear my dog run off like that, because Lord knows if we would have got Freddie Bricks to give us a report, he we would have been kicked off podcasting for life, my boy. Fred would have been out here. <laughs> Telling us what he think about Jaguars. But Fred is a Kansas City Chief now. 
So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, man, so let's get into some other scores, man, throughout the National Football League. The Tennessee Titans took care of the Houston Texans 42-36 yesterday to entertain the game. And Romeo Cronell, I don't know what he was thinking late in that game, could have tied it up. But uh, he decided to go, I don't know what he was thinking. The, just the Houston Texans did not do anything to try to tie that game. Big King Henry. 200 plus on the ground just an absolute man out there yesterday mm-hmm. off the heels of throwing josh gordon i mean josh norman the db for the buffalo bills literally 30 yards down the field with a stiff arm king henry you know what i don't think he get respect bro he don't i don't, don't. think he get respect he don't i mean leading I- the league in rushing bro and I and I and I and I hear all I watch all of the TV shows that y'all watch talking sports first take. I watch Undisputed, I watch the Colin Cowherd show. I mean, I watch them all. And it's kind of like they touch on Derrick Henry and then they just keep going. Yeah, he he ain't your he ain't your flashy yeah. type of running back. He's not your Alvin Kamars or your Christian McCaffrey yeah. type running backs. He just he he a horse, man. He a horse. King man. Henry, man. I mean 98 yards to the house. But you know what I like about that play? Derrick Henry showed his speed. He left people yes, on that ninety-eight yard touchdown, and he's a big guy. <laughs> or either they didn't he's want to a tackle him. <laughs> he's a big guy, like he was leaving yeah. people. Yeah. So shout out to him, man. Another an, uh, uh, another good one from here in the city, man. Yeah. So shout out to Derrick Henry, man, and the things yeah. he's doing leading the league so far in rushing. I mean, outstanding, man. So let's go out to Philadelphia, man, where the Baltimore Ravens took care of business thirty to twenty-eight over the Philadelphia Eagles. Lamar Jackson still looking like a video game. I mean, what's up, man? I mean, the touchdown pass he did, I, I, that wasn't a play. He just did it on his own. He run it left real quick, switched the ball into his left hand, and just throws it underneath the DB, and they score a touchdown. That, I think he had like a 56-yard touchdown run, just like, a, like a, a bullet right out of a gun, man, just right up the hill. Another great day uh, for Lamar Jackson, man. Baltimore Ravens improving um, on their winning season so far this year. Atlanta Falcons get a win, 4-23. That's all we got there. The uh, Cleveland Browns got destroyed yesterday. I actually picked Cleveland to beat Pittsburgh yesterday in my little pool that I'm in. But the Steelers said, uh-uh, 38-7 over the Browns. Baker Mayfield pulled in the fourth quarter. Surprised yeah. by that, Black? I, I, I like what I'm seeing from Pittsburgh, man. Undefeated. Um, they undefeated. So shout out to Big Ben for coming back. Yeah. You know, everybody, a lot of people was putting dirt on Big Ben's name. You know what I'm saying? Saying he's he's finished. But he's come back, played some good football. He got some good young pieces at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't have no divas there anymore. So mm-hmm. he's getting the ball to everybody. So shout out to and shout out to the receiver, uh, Claypool. We came from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him, man. Playing well. Just playing good football. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to next week with them in Baltimore. But um, uh, Pittsburgh got some key injuries on defense. They lost oh, Tennessee. They, Tennessee. Uh, no, they no, play no. Tennessee. They, they play Baltimore next week. I think. I oh, thought it's they Tennessee. It's Tennessee. I think they play Tennessee next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's undefeated. Tennessee. Oh, okay. Okay. And Pittsburgh okay, undefeated. Okay. One o'clock. Yeah. But um, yeah. they got some key injuries. Some big key injuries on defense now. So we'll I know that's gonna kind of. Kind of hurt Pittsburgh on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we'll see. All right, stopping by a couple other lowly games yesterday in the association. I mean, my God, the New York football giants are just a travesty. I mean, the Washington football team, they suck too. 20 to 19, the Giants get their first win uh, yesterday uh, over the. Um, who did they play? I, I, my, my computer didn't even want me to talk about it. My computer kicked me out. 
of the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, just taking an absolute whipping. I guess if you're a bad football team, just come on up to Jacksonville and see if you can get you a win. Because uh, that's exactly what the Detroit Lions did yesterday. 34-16 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chicago Bears, man. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears looking good. Not a lot of people talking about them. 23-16 over the Carolina uh, Carolina Panthers. And Carolina was playing well they as were. well. And I love the uh, – I wish I had the sound by queued up. Nick Foles giving it a fiery postgame uh, sound bout yesterday. It looked like Nick Foles have taken control of that team, and he is an unquestionable leader of the Chicago Bears. So shout out Nick Foles. The Miami Dolphins took care of the disgusting debacle that is the New York Jets. 24 to 20, and the highlight of this game was Tua Tagliava coming out on the field after the game was out of hand and threw his first NFL pass as a uh, Miami Dolphin. A surreal moment for Tua. You can tell Tua's a humble guy. He came back out to the field with his cell phone, FaceTime his parents in full uniform, and just sat in the middle of the field and just reflected, reflected on everything he's been through. Because we all know. Tua went through a scary hip injury where a lot of people were saying he might not play another down of football, Black. So how did you feel see, uh, seeing Tua go out there yesterday getting his first uh, NFL playing time in? Man, it was it, it, it was it was nice seeing him out there, man, being yeah. able to get some playing time against the Jets, yeah. who are god-awful, by the way. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Tua, man. I, yeah. And I can't wait till uh, he's the leader of this ship, man, because – Miami's uh Miami's moving forward, man. The Miami's not a bad team. Fitz, Fitzpatrick is playing amazing, mm-hmm. but I know once Tua gets in there, man, this team is going to be very uh much more dangerous than they are now. Absolutely, man. Shout out Tua, man. I'm glad to see that form. So let's stop here, man. The, one of the potential games of the week, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating down the Green Bay Packers, mm. 38 to 10. Unexpected turnout for this game. I picked Green Bay to beat Tampa, but that wasn't the case. Aaron Rodgers bad day. Tom Brady good day. What'd you take away from this game, man? Uh, very unexpected, man. I picked Green Bay to win this game as well, but uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anything going against his uh, defense. I mean, he had uh. Uh, interceptions on back-to-back plays, man. One got uh pick six pick to, six the, to house. the house, yeah. but um, I I I like what I see. I'm seeing out of Tampa now. Seem like uh, even though they look bad against Chicago on Thursday night football, this was a big win for Tampa. Um, defense playing. In- Tom Brady just being Tom Brady, making the plays he needed to make, and uh, they got Gronk going. They got Gronk going. Gronk had a uh, a touchdown. very good game and a touchdown. So uh, hopefully they got Gronk going, and then. Uh, with this running game they putting together now, man, uh, is it, it, it with Ronald Jones? It looks it looks unstoppable. So shout out to Tampa, man, for uh, um, dominant win against Green Bay. Yeah, that defense is looking really good from Tampa as well. Really stifling Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers couldn't get nothing going after being up ten nothing in the first quarter. They did nothing else the rest of the game. I think it. I think it was that raggedy touchdown celebration from Aaron Rodgers uh, that he was doing in the first quarter. I mean, what the hell is that, Aaron Rodgers? I know you out there having fun, but get it together. Spike the football, do something. That touchdown dance was horrible, and and obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thought the same thing because they dropped thirty eight on your head <laughs> after that, man. So Bucks take care of business, thirty eight to ten uh, over the Green Bay Packers. A slobber knocker last night, good old fashioned slobber knocker with the San uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. 
49ers prevail 24 to 16. A lot of people picked the Rams to win this game. San Francisco dealing with a lot of injuries, but the Rams were able to, uh, I mean, excuse me, the 49ers and the return of Jimmy Garoppolo, they was able to get this win. Currently right now, we are watching Chiefs and Bills. Black, where we at in this game, man? Yeah, we got uh, Chiefs up 23 to 17. What, what, what about uh, four minutes left? In the fourth quarter? Yeah, in the fourth quarter. I need Nakara Hardman, or however you say his first name, to get. Is that him? No, mm-hmm. that ain't him. I need Hardman to get going, man. I'm in a hellacious battle with Hendricks Monet on uh in our fantasy league, man. And I need to get it, man. So hopefully uh Patrick Mahomes can show Hardman some love out there. And last but not least, of course, we got my Dallas Cowboys taking on Arizona Cardinals tonight on Monday Night Football. Our first game without our leader, my guy, Dak Prescott. Last week we were in we were in real time when that injury happened. Um, when you guys heard episode 80 of the sports desk. That was real time. Black was in the middle of giving, I think, high school scores. And I tapped him on the show and it turned to turn around, man. And, and, and Black was lost for words. And it was a very tough moment, man, to see Dak Prescott go down like that. But thankfully, he had a successful surgery. Thankfully, everything is going as well as it can be uh, for Dak Prescott. And we wish him a speedy recovery. And go Cowboys. Hopefully, I'll take care of business at home tonight against a very, very game Arizona Cardinals team coming in with Cliffy Cliff. <laughs> Cliffy Cliff is coming in the building with his guys and going to see if they can get a win tonight. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game as well uh, on Monday Night Football. All right, man. So we're going to transition out of the National Football League. And like I told you guys at the beginning of the show, man, we are going to talk uh, some boxing today, man. Some history took place. Uh, last night. So let's get it. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Roy Jones with the official theme for boxing on the sports desk. You heard it. Here it is again. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. All right, man. So let's talk about it. This past Saturday night for all of our boxing fans, Black is one of the biggest boxer. Uh, boxing fans uh, that I've known my entire life, but we had a great, um, a great historic night in boxing this past Saturday night. And forgive me for uh, butchering your first name, my guy, but I think it's Tom Ta- 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 uh, Lopez. Tama. Tio Lifo, Tio Lifo <laughs> Lopez. Lopez. We probably still butchering, butchering it, but my, hey. my bad, champ. <laughs> My bad, Chan. We we don't mean to do that. He made history, man. Uh, taking care of the pound for pound number one fighter mm-hmm. in boxing, Lomachenko. Uh, Lopez put on an absolute clinic. Um, unifying. Uh, what division is this again, Black? Uh, the 135 division, which is uh lightweight. Lightweight division. He unified all the championships and the unanimous decision win mm-hmm. against Lomachenko. No one really saw this coming, even though we knew Lopez was game. Black, did you expect Lopez to do this to Lomachenko and unify the titles? Uh, no, I no no I didn't. I actually picked uh Lomachenko to win this fight by decision, uh-huh. but uh. Shout out to Lopez, man. Um, hmm. This kid was game. Yes, he was. Usually when we see Lopez, he literally putting people to sleep in the ring. Yeah. I mean, not highlight real knockouts. This kid give you butt. He out put on, <laughs> he put on, he fought 12 rounds beautifully. Yes. I mean, he had his jab going. I mean, everything, right hand, left hand. Uh, and, and, and killing uh, Lemachenko to the body, man. And 
Uh, this was a really good fight. Uh, Lemachenko, you could tell he had the ring rust being off a whole year and a half. Uh, he hadn't had a fight in a year and a half before this fight. And you've seen the ring rust. And uh, Lopez easily won the first seven rounds. Easily. And then Lomachenko started coming on to kind of cause uh, Lopez some problems. But the kid was the kid was gamed. He, he found his second win and was able to close the show. So uh, shout out to him, man, on becoming the fourth undisputed uh, unified uh, champ in boxing. Uh, if, in, if anyone follows boxing and don't know, uh, that's a big deal. It's only been done four times. It's been done by Bernard, Ho Bernard Hopkins at 160 pounds, which is, uh, which is middleweight, which is, which is middleweight. And then it was done by Jermaine Taylor also at 160. And it was done, uh, by, uh, Terrence Crawford at 140, which is, uh, which is, uh, super welterweight. So, uh, shout out to him on becoming the fourth fighter to, uh, to become unified champ at 135. Uh, only see, only see big things for this, for this kid coming, uh, moving forward, man. The kid, he's, he's a star and he's only 23 years old. I mean, he, he's, he's only had, uh, 18 fights, 18 fights, D he's only had, and he's. Uh, unified world champ at 135. So the sky's the limit for this kid, man. He put on a uh, a, a great show. Uh, he was dominant. I have no disagreements with the sh uh, people were saying they had dis dis disagreements with the scorecard. But if you watch the fight and you see the first seven rounds, you will know why the the gap was so big on the scorecards. And I had I had no gripe with that. Uh, he he beat Lomachenko uh, hands down. No question. Yeah, I was very entertained by the fight. Lopez, man, he he's my type of fighter, man. Like, he got a lot of energy. You know, he was talking a little trash. You know, even the, the build-up with the promotion going in against Lomachenko. I mean, everybody who would listen, anybody who was talking boxing was picking Lomachenko to really beat this kid and get him out of here, man. But um, Lopez, you could just tell he a warrior. You could tell he cut from a different cloth. You could tell that he is real game, man. And for him to go out there and unify that division and take all the belts, man, was just a special moment in boxing. You rarely get that. And this fight was free on ESPN, and we was able to see history uh, like that with Lopez taking care of Lomachenko, man. So great night for boxing, man. Boxing needs nights like this. We all know, man, you might get a great boxing uh, uh, fight what once twice a year mm -hmm. I mean it's sad man you look at a sport like MMA and the UFC and something about to get to in a second you got big fights every week you got big fights every month you got the best really fighting the best man so just want to show love and shout out Lopez uh, for unifying that division man and becoming an undisputed champion uh, in that weight class man and we'll be interested to see if uh, we get a rematch between him and Lomachenko I think we will Get a rematch. Black was letting me know some of the things he was saying after the fight that, you know, it's, no, sir, I'm not going to give him a rematch because they said if Lomachenko would have won, he was not going to give Lopez a rematch no matter the outcome. So I like the game that he's playing, but that kid's smart. He's going to get his money. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, uh, what his name is, Al Heyman? What's uh, uh, Bob Arum? Or Bob Arum. Yeah, yeah, he's going to, he's going to hook that up where he can't yeah. turn down that rematch with Lomachenko because I know somewhere Lomachenko is boiling. Yeah, I seen something today. They, in the, uh, they did a, uh, interview with Al, I mean, Bob Arum today and he uh -huh. said, that uh, a rematch with Lomachenko is not off the table. So yeah. it could potentially be something there. Yeah, makes sense. All right, man. So we're going to transition out of boxing, man. We're going to go into some high school football, man. Shout out Duval County. Shout out to all the teams out there playing, man. Your Reebok, your Range, your Wolfson, your, 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 Ingle, your Inglewood, your, your, your Fletch, your, everybody out here doing their thing. Terry Parker, 
uh, West Side High. Everybody who's doing their thing, man. We about to show some love uh, to the high school uh, scene, baby. All right, all right, all right. Let's show some love, Black. What you got for us with this week with the high school football scene here in Duval? All right, all right. Another week of some great high school football on Friday night and Saturday. So we're going to start off on Saturday. We had the Northwest Classic yeah. going down on Saturday. And we had Reigns beating the uh, beating the you-know-what out of the Reebok uh, Trojans, 44-20. What a heartbreaker. And <laughs> <laughs> games from Friday night, we had Lee Generals get a, getting a win against Columbia Tigers, 38-21. to And then we had uh, First Coast taking a whooping to Fleming Island. They lost 27-7. to uh, we had a uh, big win for for Trinity, but the score looks like a base. It was a baseball score. We had Trinity get the win over uh, American Heritage out of uh, out of Miami area three to zero. So shout out to Trinity. We had Baldwin uh, Blunt beating the brakes off of Fort White, the Fort White Indians, forty to zero. <laughs> and we had. Uh, I'm sorry. We had Bo's Bulldogs getting a, getting another win against Baker County, uh, 33 to 14, and we had uh, Middleburg taking a loss to Orange Park Raiders, 30 to 27, and we had University Christian getting the win, 35 to zero over uh, Foundation Academy Lions, 35 to zero. Never even heard of and them. we had uh and I this, this is a surprise team of the year so far. This team uh is undefeated. West Side Wolverines. Uh uh West Side Wolverines, they're they had to change their name. What the school used to be? Come on, uh, Forest. Used to be for, not used to be Forest yeah. High School off hundred and third. And they switched their name to uh West Side uh Wolverines. They won 31 to 18 over Bishop uh Bishop Kennedy. Okay. So and they're undefeated so far this year. So there's a surprise team of <laughs> Yeah, I know Smoove said out there throwing up the W for <laughs> yeah. the West Side. And then we had, and last but not least, we had Sandalwood get the win over Trinity Catholic Celtics 17 to 14. Just a few scores from Friday night, man. Football. So shout out to all the uh, shout out to all the kids, man, putting in the work on on uh, on the football field, man. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate it. Every Friday night, man, y'all put on the show, and we're going to continue to show y'all love here at the Sports Night for uh, with, uh, high school football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to all the kids out there in the city, man. Every school, everybody was out there on the gridiron every Friday night, man. It's such a, such a shame, man. My Trojans got walloped like they did by the Vikings, man, man. Just such a, such a shame. But it's still Trojans all day, Rebar Trojans for life. But shout out to Reigns too, man. Shout out to Reigns for sure. All right, man, we're going to get into a little UFC. Let's get it. It's time!
right, here we go, man. UFC 254 will be taking place this week. Another big fight uh, in the for the worldwide leader in mixed martial arts, UFC. We got the lightweight championship on the line. A highly anticipated matchup. Taking place earlier, man. I'm just saying this time. The fight is at 2 o'clock. Really? 2 o'clock this Saturday, man. 2 o'clock, yes. UFC 254 at 2 o'clock, man. Wow, I did not know that was taking place. But it is what it is. We got the lightweight championship of the world on the line. Undefeated, one of the pound-for-pound greats. Khabib Nurmagomedov returns to the uh, octagon at 28-0, defending his championship against the interim lightweight champion, a game, a warrior, 22-2, Justin Gaethje. Black, this is a highly anticipated fight. I've been a lot, I've seen a lot of people picking one way for Gaethje, one way for Khabib. Black, who you taking? Give me a prediction. Nurgamanov or Gaethje? Uh, man, I think this is going to, I think this could potentially be a good fight. I know Gaethje is very gamed. Uh, he can cause fighters some problems. I just don't know if he can cause, uh, Khabib. Khabib's problems. Uh, I've seen Khabib say on Countdown that, He's going to take Gaethje to deep waters and drown him. So uh, (laughs) I believe that's what's going to happen, D. We we know Khabib is on a different level than everybody else with that wrestling. And and if he say things like that, you know it's true. And then he's fighting in the honor of his father as well. First fight. So uh, I'm excited to see this fight. Will Gaethje be game? I think he will. Absolutely. Will, will, Will he potentially land some shots? I think he will, but I don't think I don't think it'll be enough to uh, beat Khabib. I think uh, Khabib retains. What round? What, what's the finish? Uh, I got I got Khabib winning a uh, fourth round submission. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm worried about Khabib in this fight. First fight without his father. It's a lot. His father was the only coach he ever had. That's his only coach, and his father unfortunately passed away earlier this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how Khabib's mindset, what his energy is like. I know he's going to be motivated. I know he's going to be emotional to get in there and get this win for his family and his father. I do understand that. But when you're talking about fighting, your emotions can get the best of you if you are not sound mentally, uh, if you're not focused going into the fight. Justin Gaethje has a background in wrestling, too. I believe he is a, uh, uh, a decorated collegiate athlete in the wrestling arena. All, we all know Khabib is on a different level. He's right there with like a GSP, two greatest a ground game specialist that the UFC has ever seen. Gaethje wants to stand up and he wants to trade and he wants to throw bowls with Khabib Nurmagomedov, but that's not going to be the case. Can Gaethje get up? Can Gaethje prevent the takedown? We saw Connor try to, he had some success when McGregor fought Nurmagomedov, but he wasn't able to sustain it. Khabib kept coming. He kept coming until he got what he wanted and he got a submission on uh, McGregor. And I think this is going to be the same way. I think Gaethje is going to do everything he can in the first two rounds to try to avoid it. But when you got somebody as strong, as fast, and as powerful as Khabib with the wrestling, I just think it's going to be more than enough. But I think this goes five rounds. I got Khabib winning this fight by decision uh, and retaining uh, the lightweight strap. I, I just don't see Gaethje, you know, getting caught like that with a submission. But it can happen. You know, it can happen. He's stronger than McGregor. He's stronger than different people that uh, Khabib has faced. But I just think it's going to be too much. I got Khabib t- uh, getting a fifth-round decision, retaining the lightweight strap. Another big fight on this card, man. We got Robert Whitaker, former middleweight champion. This kid's potentially a number one contenders match to see who Israel Adesanya will face next against a very game Jared 
Kanye, knockout artist, very powerful man. Uh, Israel came out and said he would like to fight Jared next if he can beat Robert Whitaker. But if Robert Whitaker wins, I think Robert Whitaker should get a rematch against Israel out of Sonya. Uh, what do you think this fight turn? How do you think this fight turns out, Black Whitaker versus Kanye? Uh, I think this is gonna be another good one. Yeah, me as too. As well, D. Um. Me too. I like Robert Whitaker. I, I like the uh, Kanye dude, dude. Yeah, he's he's a knockout guy. You know, uh, I like both of these guys, but I, I got to pull for Whitaker in this one. I think Whitaker yeah. learned his lesson when he fought uh, Israel Adesanya coming off that long layoff like he did. Uh, I think... Uh, What's uh, damn? Kanye, not Kanye. Uh, Robert Whitaker. Robert. I think Robert, Robert Robert Whitaker gets the win by decision. Yeah, I'm with you too, man. I think this fight is going to be a good one. Potential fight of the night here. I think we're going to see a lot of bombs being thrown, a lot of big kicks being thrown. This fight will be on the feet, even though both guys had the potential to take it down to the ground. But I'm going to take Robert Whitaker in a close one. I think he's going to edge out Conor Yair in the fifth round as well. And potentially, which he should get his rematch uh, against Israel Adesanya uh, for the middleweight strap. All right, man. So we are going to get into some other news. Unfortunately, my computer just died on me, but thank God I got it back up. That's what you do these podcasts for. All right, man. So we're going to get into some other news and we are going to get out of here because you might be tired of us talking. So here we go. All right, here we go, man. The Reduced Lunch Fantasy League, the Reduced Lunch Action Sport Fantasy League is picking up, and your boy is in dire needs to get a win. It looks like Nakira Harmon is going to let me down and not get a single freaking point against the Buffalo Bills. So now my hopes and dreams is on Dalton Schultz to bring me home to knock off Hendrix Monet. But my boy Black say he feel pretty good. He think he going to run away with the sports league, man. He feel like he really, really going to make it happen, man. So we're having a lot of fun uh, with the fantasy league, man. Uh, everybody looking for quarterbacks. Everybody looking for a lot of things right now. <laughs> Bye weeks of injuries, man. It's crazy how you really got to dig deep uh, with these uh, transactions, man, trying to acquire players, man. So we're having a lot of fun uh, with the Fantasy League. All right, here we go. Uh, NBA Free Agency. NBA Free Agency and the NBA Draft should be taking place in November. I believe the draft is taking place on November 10th, but the NBA has not officially said when free agency starts, but it will take place sometime in November. Season looking to start uh, Christmas or right around Christmas. Uh, for the NBA. All right, the Big Ten is back. The Pac-12 is back. More conferences are coming to play for college football. So it's good to have the full spectrum, the full globe of college football back uh, this weekend and next weekend as well. Uh, big fight in UFC uh, this past weekend. Ortega and the Korean Zombie had a very interesting contest, but Ortega looked really good, man, dominating the Korean Zombie, cashing in his title shot against Volkanovski later this year. I'm interested in that fight. Ortega, Volkanovski, can't wait uh, to see that. Peter Yan. Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling have set a date for UFC 256 this December. He will be putting that Bantamweight Championship on the line, and I am looking forward to that fight. I'm a big Aljamain Sterling fan, and I think he's going to take that one, but we're going to get a little deeper in that as we go, okay? Uh, disappointed in boxing. This is why I hate boxing. This is why I can't be invested in boxing. You want to know why that is, Black? You want to know why I can't be invested? Because Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder can't make up their mind. Hmm. They can't make up their mind. So you know what? Now we can't get a fight, Black. Now that fight has been officially called off. Tyson Fury will fight another opponent. Bob Aram says he will be announcing uh, his opponent 
very soon. Deontay Wilder and Fury, for some reason, the fight was made, the fight was canceled, the fight was made, the fight was canceled. I mean, what are we doing, boxing? What are we doing? You wonder why your sport isn't flourishing, and this is why. All right, and last but not least, WWE fans, WWE listeners, I know y'all sick of me in black. I know we abandoned the wrestling scene, but we are back, and it will be starting this Sunday. Shout out our wrestling correspondent, PJ Durrell. We'll be getting him back in here. WWE Hell in a Cell this Sunday in black. I'm excited for this card. Mm -hmm. I will be plugged in. We got some really great matches. We got Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Universal title. And an I Quit match in the cell. Mm. Really like that storyline. I really like how the WWE is allowing Roman Reigns to build up the Usos. Because these guys are great in the ring. They are. If you ever seen the Usos get in there, they are great. And I'm glad that I like this storyline. This family storyline with the Usos and potentially setting up a WrestleMania match with The Rock this WrestleMania. Mm. So we have to watch that closely. Also, I'm so excited for this match. Hell in a Cell, the women, the SmackDown women's title is on the line. Sasha Banks, the boss, finally gets her crack at Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And this looked like it's the main event. They're on the poster. Their matches are last on the card when you look it up on Wikipedia. Bailey, Banks, SmackDown Women's title. Black, what you think about that? Man, I'm excited about that. Hell we've been waiting cell. a long time for this. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Yeah, yes. we've been waiting a long yes. time for this, D. We've been waiting yes. for that storyline to change and for it to flip, you know, in yep. whatever way it did, but it did. So I'm excited. I hope this, I hope this is the main event for sure. Yes. Uh, I'm in love with this match, man. Yes. Like you say, this card is good all the way through, man. This yes. is going to this Hell in the Cell pay per view is going to be one of the best ones. This I think year. so. And last but not least, your guy Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton in the mm. Hell in the Cell. And I've been telling you, man, Orton gonna get that belt off of him at some point in time. This is their third pay per view in a row that they're going at it, and I think this is the one. I think Orton finally gets that strap and ties the world championship record with John Cena and Ric Flair okay. uh, this Sunday night. But we'll see what happens. Drew McIntyre has been a very good WWE champion. He has. And uh, the, I love the rivalry between him and Orton. The, uh, the draft took place with WWE as well. So we have some movement. You got The Fiend on Raw now. Mm. The Fiend has left SmackDown. He is on Raw now. Seth Rollins has left SmackDown. Uh, has left Raw. He, now he's on SmackDown. So you got a lot of movement. But I love the move with The Fiend going over to Raw. There's a lot they can do there because the Raw was stale, man. It was. I mean, if it wasn't for Orton and uh, McIntyre. Then I really like Seth going to SmackDown. I do too. I do that, too. that kind of give you yeah. something going on with yeah. him and, 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 and Reigns. And Reigns. We got to yeah. get that. <laughs> we got to get that. Their characters are both different. Yes. yes. I mean, it's set up beautifully. And then... I mean, look. My thing gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My go ahead. thing gonna be. I want to see who gonna be the heel in that. I wonder who gonna be like the bad. Well, not the heel. The bad guy in that. I think the fans because they are, both playing bad guy roles right yeah, now. Yeah, I think the fans are leaning towards probably rooting for Seth to take to beat down Roman because okay. Roman's been polarizing and hated all along. You know, he really didn't get a lot of love until he came back from the cancer. A lot of fans, mm -hmm. you know, was and rightfully so to see him back for him to be healthy and be able to compete again. Yeah, but. Let's keep it real. A lot of people hate Roman Reigns. Okay. A lot of people hate him. So I, I don't know. We'll, if it happens, we'll see how it goes. But I think, I think Seth Rollins will be the, yeah. the one people uh, root for. Not so, me though, because I'm a Roman Reigns guy. So what do you? I know we're uh, trying to hurry up, but no, no, so cool. what Go do ahead. you, what do you think they're gonna do with the Fiend on Raw now? I'm trying to think of 
different scenarios they could do, but I think it's a uh, lot there. I, I'm because the fiend you really want him somewhere near that that universal championship. So what the WWE wanted, title now? I mean, I mean the WWE yeah. title. I'm sorry. So I'm wondering, wondering how, how are they going to do this with with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton? Him. I you think know, he, what I think do? he goes right in after this Hell in a Cell match. Okay. Be on the lookout. The winner of this match between Orton and McIntyre, at the end of this match, don't be surprised if the Fiend's in the ring. Mm. I'm calling it right now. Okay. I'm calling it right now. I don't wait. be surprised. Whoever wins between McIntyre and Orton, when them lights go out, the Fiend's in that ring. Okay. And setting up, and setting up his <laughs> next few. So be on the lookout for that. So that's yeah. WWE, Hell in a Cell, on the WWE Network this Sunday. Last but not least, 30 Days of the Undertaker. The WWE is doing a month-long tribute to the dead man. You got new shows like the documentary of the Brother of the, the Brothers of Destructions, the story with him and Kane. You have the documentary of the man at the mortician and the man between his relationship with him and Paul Bear. They're making full-length documentaries. Like full length, all month long, dedicated to the Undertaker. Okay, okay. So we're gonna get a real inside look. You got the Undertaker sitting down with Kane, sitting down with this a lot of different wrestlers. Um, just document his career. So I'm looking forward to that. It starts October 25th. Okay. October 25th on the WWE Network. You get a new documentary each week. Okay. 30 days of the Undertaker. Y'all look out for that wrestling fans. See wrestling fans, we know what's going on. Yeah. We we locked in. We just had a lot of things to, to talk about, man. You know, we were going for championships. In the National and, Basketball Association. And Hell in the Cell will be on while we're recording next Sunday. So oh, y'all yeah. be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. get some live reactions. Yeah, we get some live reactions. Get some live reactions, man. So yeah, so that pretty much wraps up everything, man. Pretty much wraps up everything. So this has been episode 82 of the Sports Desk. Man, these shows keep flying, flying by. Before you know it, your boy's going to be out of hundo. But uh, we got time for that. But yeah, man, if y'all got any um any gripes or any any opinions about anything we talked about today, y'all please hit us up. Twitter, Instagram, text us. Y'all just let us know, man. We love to talk about it and break it down uh, right here on the show. Blake, got anything before we get out? Uh, No, man. I'm just uh excited. Excited about everything we about to get into, man. And uh, still on the high from these from this Laker championship, yep. man. I'm 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 so ramped up about that, man. But appreciate all the love that we get from our listeners, Twitter, Instagram, yep. everybody who shows us love, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, man, and we gonna keep putting that great content out for y'all when it comes to sports and every everything sports. So, uh, shout out to to our listeners, man, on uh, always for the support. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. As Black said, man, we really appreciate each listen. Every time, each week when we drop this show, man, everybody who press play to listen to me and Black sit up here scream and shout and go back and forth about sports, man. We really, really do appreciate it. it does not it is not taken for granted? Believe me, it is not taken for granted. So, okay, man, I'm your man. One more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, getting out of here. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Uh, thank y'all for listening, man. We appreciate everything. Absolutely, man. We'll be back real quick, man. Hopefully, we'll get our college football correspondent, our wrestling correspondent in the building uh, on the next episode, man, via telephone something, man. We're looking forward to doing the next show. But until then, y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves, man. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all the love. And uh, one last time, man, just one last time. Well, one last time for until the next season. Oh. Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King.
Breaking news, LeBron is... Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero, Lakers and Six. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero, Lakers Tyler and Six. Tyler Hero, superhero, guitar hero, Lakers and Six.